Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 85 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and I am glad that you're listening. In this episode, I had the distinct pleasure to talk Dockers football with supporter Glenn Subert of West Australia. We had a great conversation. It was a whole lot of fun. I mean, I, I'll, I'll be honest, this is the last one that I have recorded as of right now. I'm going to be doing a couple more uh, interviews, hopefully, even though round one is going to be underway. I'm uh, going to be talking to a Sun supporter here very soon, and I'm still hoping to get, quite frankly, a Tiger supporter, a GWS supporter on, okay, uh, a Hawthorne supporter. I have an iron in the fire for that one, but I've not heard back on that one yet. But we had an bl- absolute blast talking. And yeah, first off, we figured out fairly quickly that uh, we were both roughly the same age. I think we figured out there was about a three or four week difference from between when we were born. Uh, I won't tell you what year, but uh, we're old. Uh, as I as I mentioned uh, during the course of the conversation, uh, I had this epiphany during one of my classes as a teacher that uh, I was born almost nine months to the day after the Cuban Missile Crisis had ended, or as it was going on, I should say. And I'd come to this realization in class one day that I was one of those, oh, what the hell, the world's going to end anyway, babies. That's, uh, I just, what do you do about that? So if you start, you know, feeling bad about yourself and you, you go to talk to somebody, well, what's your problem? Well, I'm only here because there was a nuclear war getting ready to happen. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what you do about that. But yeah, we had, we had a, an absolute great time talking. And, and to be honest with you, uh, you're only going to be hearing part of the discussion that we had, the conversation we had, because... We talked for about two hours before I recorded the first second of our of our interview. We were talking about international politics, nuclear war, as I just mentioned. We got into talking about television, uh, other sports, things of that nature. We talked about all kinds of different things. And it got to be about 9.30 p.m. on my time, I believe, on a Friday night. Uh, and I figured, you know what, I better uh, get going on doing this interview because it's getting pretty late at that point in time. So before I get too far along, I... You know, first of all, again, I'm I'm thrilled that I was able to talk to Glenn. It was an absolutely delightful conversation. I hope to talk to him again. Uh, he may maybe he becomes my go-to Dockers supporter. Uh, but it was a it was a lot of fun. And uh, before we we get into the uh, the interview, I did want to uh, do a couple things here real quickly. I uh, I wanted to uh, give a big shout out to Tyler. Tyler, thank you so very much for uh, for what you did today. I truly appreciate it, sir. That was uh, that was that was absolutely wonderful of you. Definitely going to be used well, uh, ladies and gents. I do want to encourage you to consider signing up for the mailing list. Uh, like I said, I've got about thirty five people on there right now. When a new episode comes out, like this one, it goes right to their mailbox immediately. There's three or four questions on the little Google form, and you'll be there and ready to go. And when I do live episodes. I always send out a link to the live episode directly to the people who are on the mailing list so they have it and they can come on and talk footy if they choose to do so, okay? Also, um, I'd truly appreciate it if you consider uh, sharing a link to this episode or any other episode or just the podcast in general with your friends and family. That would be a, a huge support if you could do that, okay? This is going to help the podcast grow. You know, I've had a lot of episodes come out here in the month of March, and March has been a very good month in terms of... Uh, traffic on the podcast, a lot of people listening. I did have a, uh, a great opportunity today, and I want to, uh, 
I want to thank uh, Anna Dare from Triple M in uh, Gippsland. Uh, she and I were able to sit down a couple of days ago to talk some footy. And as I told you before, that we, we were, I was having some issues that maybe that wasn't going to happen. We had a great conversation. Uh, she had mentioned to me that she was going to be bringing an AFL player on as well uh, to talk to, uh, which is fantastic. That player has forgotten more about footy than I'll ever know. So I, I certainly cannot blame the station for wanting to bring him on. It's fantastic. I'm hoping to go back and listen to that uh, clip as well. But she did share the clip with me. I'm trying to figure out how to include it in... Uh, I couldn't get it onto YouTube or um, I, I couldn't get it onto YouTube, but then I also couldn't get it onto Twitter or Facebook today because I wasn't sure how to format the audio file in order to allow that to happen. I tried doing it as an MP4. It still wouldn't work, but I'll still work on it. I'm going to see if I can include it in this episode here. So I will probably uh, try to add it in at the end after the uh, the interview has been conducted. Okay, we'll see if that happens or... Maybe I'll just go ahead and try to do it as a standalone type thing again. If you've got some insight in terms of how I could go ahead and upload that audio file into a uh, into Twitter or into uh, Facebook so I could share that with people or get it out onto my YouTube channel, if you've got some advice on that, please send me a DM on Twitter or send me an email at yankonthefootyatgmail.com because I couldn't quite figure it out, okay? So I'd also, you know, encourage you to check out the... Uh, Buy me a coffee page in the Redbubble storefront page if you're, you know, looking to help out the podcast. We've had some very kind people here in the last uh, week or so that have uh, have helped out. And I want to go ahead and I'm, I've been thanking them as we go along here, and I truly appreciate their help. Before I dive into the discussion with uh, with Glenn, I did want to go through my tips for this week. I, I better get them done because the uh, the Richmond-Carlton game is starting in, in less than 12 hours, so... I'm going to first go through the uh, games in round eight of the AFLW, okay? We've got uh, Gold Coast and Carlton. I'm going to go with the Blues on that one, even though they lost that heartbreaker last week. Geelong and GWS. This is being played at GMBHA Stadium, and I'm going to go ahead and make a change right now, and if you're a Giant supporter, you're going to be mad at me here, but I am going to go ahead and go with my hometown, well, my hometown, my adopted hometown Geelong Cats in this game. I think they're going to go ahead and squeak this one out. They've played a couple halfway decent games here lately. They just haven't scored a lot of points. I'm hoping they go ahead and do that on their home grounds here uh, in round eight. Collingwood and St. Kilda. Well, Collingwood lost their first game last week. I think they bounce back and knock off the Saints. Brisbane and North Melbourne. I mean, this is a This is a great Week of matchups. You've got you've got four stellar games here. Okay, you've got the top eight. I think it's the top eight teams that are playing one another here. A couple clubs that are still fighting for positions here. So Brisbane and North Melbourne. I am going to go with the Lions in that game. Richmond and West Coast. Let's break up the Tigers. Tigers have been playing some pretty decent footy here recently, and I'm going to go with Richmond again this week against the Eagles. Adelaide and the Western Bulldogs. The Crows, I believe, lost last week. Uh, very low-scoring game for them. I am going to go with the Crows to turn this around. Their percentage is just so significant. I see them bouncing back and taking this game. And the last one, Fremantle and the D's. And I am going to go with the 
Fremantle Dockers in this contest. I'm going to go with Frio on this one to knock off the Ds, okay? So those are my tips for round eight of the AFLW comp. And let's take a look at my tips for round one of the men's comp. We got the first game here coming up here uh, later on this evening. Richmond and Carlton. I am going to go with the defending premieres. As I said in my discussion with, uh, with, with Anna earlier today, if you want to be the king, you've got to, be the, you've got to beat the king. And I don't think Carlton gets that done tonight, so I'm going to go with the Tigers on that. The Magpies and the Bulldogs. Well, if you have not listened to my live ladder prediction episode yet, this, this game has some significance right here. Of course, so does the Richmond game. But this game right here has one of these two clubs making finals. And I'm going to go with the Bulldogs in this game. All right. We've got Melbourne and Fremantle. Melbourne and Fremantle. And I am going to go with the Dockers in this game. Now, the Dockers have a real tough matchup in the ruck position. You've got uh, Lloyd Meek uh, coming in in place of Rory Lobb, and he's going up against one of the best in uh, Max Gone. But I'm going to go with the Dockers in this, and I've got a hunch. Uh, I, I, if you haven't listened to the uh, prediction show, the ladder prediction show, I will let you know I do have Frio in the eight spot this year. So I've got the Dockers in the eight spot, and this is the kind of game that they need to win if they want to be in the eighth spot. Essendon and Hawthorne. Well, Harper's already mad at me, so he can't get any more mad at me, I don't think. Uh, I am going to go with the Hawks in this game to knock off the Bombers. The Lions and the Swans. I think the Swans are going to be a much better club this year. I think it may not be reflected in terms of wins or losses. And again, they were pretty decent last year. As I, I said in the latter prediction show, and as I've said throughout the course of the offseason, Adelaide and Sydney... May not have won a lot of games last year, but they played hard. They played really hard. I'm still going to go with Brisbane in this game. North Melbourne and Port Adelaide. Well, a lot of people are tipping North to be the recipients of the wooden spoon this year. And uh, I don't necessarily think that that's wrong. So I am most definitely going to go with the Port Adelaide power in this contest. GWS and St. Kilda. GWS is uh, kind of doing a bit of a mini-rebuild. They lost some big names out of their their uh, list this year. And uh, St. Kilda is banged up a little bit, but I think St. Kilda still has enough firepower there to knock off the Giants. So I am going to go with the Saints in that contest. And uh, if this is the, uh, the payback game of round one, if you've been watching uh, Making Their Mark, this was the game that uh, West Coast came back after the... Uh, the stoppage of play last year, ready to take on the uh, the Suns, and the Suns took it to them. This time, they're playing at Optus Stadium. I don't think West Coast lets that happen at home. I think the, Gi- I, I, the Giants, I think that the Eagles take care of the Suns this week. I think the Suns are going to be a, a much improved uh, squad this year. I think they get really close to 500. I think they get really close to even in terms of their, their uh, wins and losses this year. Still don't have them in the finals this year, but I have them getting very, very close, and I think that could very easily happen next year. Next year, we could start seeing a bit of an upheaval in terms of the, the clubs that are in the top eight. So sit back and enjoy my uh, discussion with Glenn. I think you're going to like it. We had a lot of fun. Hello again, everyone, and we are back for another what I believe is going to be a fantastic interview, and I can say that only because uh, my guest and I have been talking now for almost two hours and we have yet to talk any footy at all. We've been talking about everything else under the sun besides that. So 
it's been an absolutely delightful conversation. Did not record it though, but uh, yeah, you're just going to have to trust me on that, that, uh, that it was a lot of fun, but I, uh, I'm thrilled to have, uh, you know, to have my second foray into West Australia as far as uh, a club supporter here. And I'd like to welcome Glenn Subert, uh, who's a huge Fremantle Docker supporter to the podcast. Glenn, thanks for coming on, sir. Appreciate it. Oh, my absolute pleasure, Craig. Nice to be here. Terrific. Yeah, this is, uh, we were talking off air uh, about a number of things. And, uh, and he, he mentioned that he's, uh, he's about to retire from his job uh just a, a few weeks here so i'm i'm a little jealous of that he and i are are roughly the same age like within 24 days of one another uh <laughs> give or take so i'm a little envious of that knowing that i'm going to be getting up and still going to work for another seven years or so so you've got so i'll, I'll uh, just remember we all appreciate your working well i <laughs> thank you i hopefully a few people here say that as well but i, I think they do though I think so as well. But um, are you are you excited for uh, footy season getting started? I am, yeah. um, though I've fallen for the old, the worst thing that a Fremantle supporter can fall for. That's hope. Okay, and it's a very dangerous thing. Well, and yeah, um, that's so we're we're very. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, we that's fine. We're things are looking on the up, but yeah, we've a bit uh, a few scars over the years, so just a bit nervous about everything as well. Well, and and also, you know, after the the Amy preseason round, I think I think the Dockers came out probably the most beat up of any club as well, with uh, a number of players that are I know that are you know have little. uh, and I, and I think I figured out the proper use of this word that have little niggles here and there. I've, that's been a word I've been afraid to use, yes. but, uh, you know, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's what gets used here. Um, you know, the little is here and there, yeah. you know, I, you know, I was looking, you know, Rory Lobb and uh, Walters and Banfield and Crowden, Crowden or Crowden? Uh, Crowden. Yeah. That are, oh, that are all, that are, oh, we yeah. say both. Yeah. You know, that are, that are all banged up as a result of the, you know, that, that opening round practice match there. So, you know, hopefully they'll get them back in the side here pretty soon. You know, and I, yes. I, ha- I have to go ahead and put this out here before we get going. And, you know, at the end of last year, I'm, I made a mm-hmm. bold prediction and I'm sticking with it. And I've not released my ladder prediction yet. But I said last year at the end of the season, I said Frio was playing finals in 2021. Okay. I said that wow. last year. I'm I'm sticking with that, and I I've be, yep. I've begun working on my ladder, and I and I'll just let you know I put them in the eight spot, and I have built the ladder up and down from there. Okay. Yes. You know, yeah. My my big concern, my big concern last year was, are they going to be able to score enough points? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's certainly that's that's been an issue for for a good number of years. Uh, well, I think. As a straw poll, I think most of Freya supporters are confident will be in the mix for that eight. Uh-huh. Um, but injuries, as all clubs do, but injuries uh, really throw the cat amongst the pigeons. Basically, where we want to increase our scoring, and then in one one practice game, our, our second ruckman, our, uh, another forward in lob goes down, and probably for half the season, if we're lucky. Walters, who's a such reliable 
classy player. He kicks goals. He does a hamstring. It just you just wonder now. It, it does put pressure on the players coming through. But yeah, we're still hopeful that we'll be in the the conversation around getting to the finals. We're due. I mean, it's it's the sixth season, so we we should be looking at getting making the finals. Yeah, and I and I I think they've uh, I think they have a they've got themselves in a good position with you know with Justin Lawmuir in the in the senior senior yes. coach position too. I think that they there's a lot of really quality young coaches in footy right yeah. now that I think are they have a good chance of being at their clubs for a number of years. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's been, he's uh, like fresh and fresh air through the place. It's funny uh, when he was playing for Fremantle, if you'd said to me, Oh, you know, he would end up coaching them. I would have laughed. It, <laughs> it, I took him as a country boy who as soon as he finished playing would head back to the farm, but he's uh, very much a quiet achiever and a very uh, a deep thinker. So we're, we're very happy with, we've got him. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think, like I said, I think he's going to be there for a while. You know, Matthew Nixon, Adelaide, I think has the potential to do that. I think, you know, ultimately Stuart do. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, Chris Fagan is not a young coach, but I think as long as he wants to be the the coach at uh, at Brisbane, he's going to have that position. Yeah. 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 It, it seems like. Uh, yeah, there's a number of the that's you know the fickle finger of fate. You know, injuries form. And the best coaches sometimes they're the easiest easiest thing to change as a coach, isn't yeah. it? In all sports. Yeah, because you can't fire the whole team. No, yeah. no. So, so you just get a new coach and it gives you time. But right. Yeah. So I you know, I've been I've been kind of asking some similar questions to to everybody that I've had on. And you know, we've kind of addressed this and we've kind of alluded to it a little bit already. But what does an unsuccessful season for the Dockers look like in 2021? I think the development of the young players stagnates. So Caleb Sarong, for example, if he was to go backward and not get better, or uh, Adam Chira, Andy Brayshaw, those types, if they didn't take the next step, that would be a worry, and if they don't, we're not likely to improve our ladder position anyway. So I would think if we ended up where we were last year without any obvious improvement, I, I would feel that's a, a, a sign of a, a bad year. Okay, okay. But again, you know, you're, you're cautiously optimistic, as you said, and I, yeah, I, I think that... Oh, one, definitely. Yeah, yeah, one thing that, the, that, that I think both free, Fremantle clubs, you know, the the men's competition and the women's competition is that they both play really good defense. Mm. Yeah. It's just watching that, that women's yes. free metal club is yeah. just, is just, you know, I think, I think if nothing else, if you get into a pinch, I think Kira Walters could probably come over and, and play in the men's comp and do pretty well. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I, I think, I think you're right. I think a couple of them could. They, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they, the skills of the whole competition have just improved so dramatically. It's, it's wonderful to see. Yeah, it's I, I've enjoyed it. In I, a very I, short time, you know, five yeah. years. And, and you figured you added four new clubs last year, you know, and they didn't even get a chance exactly. to play a full season. Yeah. So, so no, things are gonna things are gonna go well. You've got the optimism there. Uh, what's gonna yep. What's gonna tell you 
that it's been a successful year for the club? And yeah, I know the easy answer is they made finals, but yeah, that's easy metric, obviously the obvious one. But um, I think the the continuation, the, the growth of the players, the young players, all coming in, all buying in to uh, what the coach is selling, basically, which they have so far. If that continues on, uh, there's a, a good young player, well, potentially a good young player called Josh Tracy, very uh, a powerful young forward. If mm-hmm. he could come in and show something, um, I, I feel that sense of optimism and growth would say we show we show we're being uh, having a successful year, and if we do, if those things happen, then we'll be knocking on the door of the eight. That's in, right. my, in my opinion. We'll win enough games to get there. Now we yeah. might not make the eight and still have a su- successful season, you know. But we I, we need to be in that conversation, be close yeah. to it. Yeah. If you if you if you're if you're at least standing on the front porch, you exactly. may not, you may not get in the door of of the eight, but you're at least knocking on the door. You know, you're, you've, you've exactly. got a, you've got a delivery for the homeowner. You know, you're exactly, exactly, you know. exactly right. And it's so easy. I mean, as I say, the easy metric is, oh, you make the eight, everything's fantastic. Well, it not necessarily is. You can get thrashed in that first week and never go back again. You know, it's right, right. It's about growing, and and we're on the right path, but we've got to keep going. So, well, I guess that leads to this question then. Uh, if the club if the club struggles at the outset with mm-hmm. you know getting through Rory Lobb's injury and Michael Walters injury yep. and that sort of thing, and they struggle, but as they come back during the course of the season, the team improves and begins winning uh, games, and you know they finish on an upswing. Is that yeah. is that better than is is that a better result than? making finals and getting obliterated in the first round of the finals? I Look, personally, I, I think so myself, but the easy sell is, oh, they didn't make finals. Uh-huh. Or they made, even though the, 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 oh, they were thrashed, they made the finals. And it's, it's that very easy, as our old coach would say, in my opinion, the uh, uh, thumbnail deep analysis, where it's, yeah, on paper, yes, they made finals, therefore successful. When reality, as I say, it's it's a bit more nuanced than that. So, I'd be happy. I mean, I'd love to play the finals, but I'd be mm-hmm. happy for an upswing and things are going in the right direction because that'll happen soon enough. Yeah, yeah. The rest will fall into place. I think I think you're right I'm on that. Standing so, like a coach now. Well, that's <laughs> that's okay. You know, you you know, you you mentioned that you you know we'll we'll, we'll talk about your dad here in a little bit. You had mentioned though that he'd been a trainer yeah. with one of the clubs in the area for for quite some time as well. Uh, Yes. So yeah, he's from Andal. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say uh, that you have a, uh, and I'm still trying to figure out the names of all the papers in the major cities. I know you got the mm-hmm. Sydney Morning Herald in the, uh, or the, and then the the uh, the paper in Melbourne. Is, I can't, the, I can't remember. There's right the now, Age but, and the uh, yeah. Melbourne. Herald, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So you you've just taken over the the job of being the sports editor for the the major paper in Perth. And mm-hmm. you have to write the what's what's the headline for the Docker season say? Yeah, what what do you think the at the end of the year? What's the headline going to be? Oh, uh, going places. Okay, I feel I feel we've got, and this is looking at the the, the number of young players we've got all coming through, 
all see quality people, quality will be quality players. Right, I think right. we are going somewhere. The trick is keeping them together. Um, a lot of them are Victorian. Um, so they'd be the better they get, the more interest from Victorian clubs to get them back home again. Yeah. yeah. That'll be the you know, the harder thing. But I feel like we're building a culture that where people want to stay. They they can see we we are actually getting better and um who knows? Who knows where the limit is? There isn't one. So, you know, that that's what I would hope to see. Um, I don't think we, we won't have arrived anywhere, per se. We won't, won't have, won't, we're not winning a flag this year, um, but we're building towards one. That's what, that's what I'd want to see. Okay. That's, that's not bad. That's not bad. Going places. I like that. I like that. Uh, who are you most excited about seeing this year? getting on the ground. And it could be somebody that's been with the club that's coming back from an injury or it could some, yep. be somebody that's new to the club. Sam Sturt. Okay. Is the one. He's, he's only played two in the big games. The very first game of last year against Essendon, he kicked three goals. Uh-huh. He's a late convert from cricket. Okay. So he basically only, he, I, don't, I don't know how, he must have played some football in, uh, as a young younger man, but uh, I know he played at, like half a season or something with uh, the under, under one of the um, Victorian under 18 teams. But what excites me about him, he's got great pace. He's a beautiful kick, but he shows in the Essendon game uh, some of his positioning and his body work that he seems to know instinctively okay. he's a footballer where naturally most people who are late converts that's the last thing. They, they yeah. might be, have good skills, but reading the play, positioning themselves, that's a, something that only comes with time generally. But he seemed to pick that up straight away. Yeah, that, and that's your, if you, knowing when to be where. Is a, if you can figure that out quickly, that, that gives you a, a significant advantage, yeah. Yes, yes. I, I think his upside's enormous. Um, he's, <laughs> he's had a few concussion issues and then he badly hurt his ankle, so... Uh, you know, I always sound guarded, yeah. but um, knock on Frio, wood, he's had, okay. Had, he is, yeah. I'm afraid we've had lots of uh, exciting talent that's been ruined by injury. So hopefully, he's, he'll, he'll come back well. Okay. Yeah, do you, do you think he's going to? So you, he's not going to be ready to be in the twenty-two in round one. No, no, he's back in. He's back in training. Or, okay, uh, he's doing. You know, he's doing lots of running. So. I'd say he's doing like a mini preseason, so maybe three, four, something like that. Maybe he might okay. be available. Okay. I'd, I'd imagine I give him a, a, a good go for Peel in the uh, uh, the reserves. Yeah. Try to get some run into his legs, but there's no, you know, here's another one. Let's let's take the the long view with. Don't. There's no point rushing him in. Let him develop, and then when he's ready, physically ready, get him in. That sounds great. Yeah, that's and you know the fact that you've got somebody that you know being able to work in somebody that that's that young that only has played has only played. Yeah, it's terrific if he can get into your side and help them out quite a bit there. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And he's a he's a forward. That's where we've kind of placed him. He's not a tall forward, but he's that mid-size kind of third tall, I suppose. Yeah, he's but he, yeah, he does. Yeah, like one hundred eighty-nine centimeters. I think it said. Yes. Yeah. So that's like for you, it's about six foot, just under six foot three, I think. Right. Which these days isn't particularly tall, but very, but very fast, very fast. So he, he does the point of difference with him. So he does 
be hard to match up on. Yeah. So do you consider him to kind of be a, almost like a – would you consider him to be kind of a first-year player since he's only played just a handful, like three games? I mean, is he – Very okay. much so, yes. Okay. I mean, he's only, he's the only uh, benefit of that. He's had some – a tiny taste of it. Um, he's had some pre, a couple of preseasons under his belt. So he's a bit advanced of the regular first-year first right. player. But right. effectively, you know, he's still a baby in terms of experience. Okay. Now you said that you were, you get to quite a few of the games yourself. Yes. Okay. All and, the games, uh, all games, yeah. and you said that you, uh, that you used to, yeah, this was something that was a, a ritual with your father, with your dad. Correct. Uh, that's and that, right. that's changed a little bit. And tell, tell us a little bit about him. Cause it's, you know, it sounds like he's been a, a Fremantle supporter pretty much from the get go. Yes, well, he um, he's ninety three in June. He uh, yeah, he joined the navy, Australian navy, when he was about seventeen. He um, he moved around a lot. His family, his parents divorced, and he he had a pretty rough growing up as many of his generation. Um, but he he first uh, saw time in Korea and came back, and actually he was. Um, uh, more uh, from a suburb called Victoria Park, so it was more a, a Perth supporter. But then he okay. married my mother, and and she quickly. My mother was very one-eyed, instrumental, and there was no there was no other way about okay. it. So he quickly converted, and uh, yes, yeah, spent a number of years there as a trainer. So he, like a, you know, a mass doing massages and strapping yeah. and right, right, and stuff like that. Um, and uh, this is to show how a different time it was. He was in one, I think it was a grand final. He was an injured player. He was walking on the boundary line with the injured player who uh -huh. had broken his fingers. And an opposition supporter leant over the fence and abused the, the said player. Uh -huh. And my dad being my dad took offense to this. And he was an ex-boxer from the Navy, a very good boxer. <laughs> and he I can see where threw his going. leg across the fence. Exactly. And punch this bloke in the face <laughs> and I said I said to him I said to, well what happened he said well nothing the bloke just held his face and we just kept walking yeah. said, well, did the police did the police do something oh they came up at three quarter time and said is everything okay and we said yeah everything's fine and they walked away and I thought you can imagine I mean I'm not condoning violence in any way but right, you can right. imagine doing that today oh well can imagine <laughs> that would be Jeez. that would be national news in Australia. Oh, yeah. and it would and yeah. it would probably it would make some of the 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 sports programming here in the United States and uh, and unfortunately, I think they would be mocking the game if that happened. Yes. You know that I mean you know last I think year you're right. Yeah, last year we were you know with COVID, we were fortunate enough to where they were they were showing almost every single game live here in the united states yeah. of, of the season uh with the f fx the fox channels um yeah but it seems every time i run it every time espn seems to talk about the game anymore it's almost it's one they don't understand the game so they just yeah. they, they mock it yeah and it just and it just yeah. it just it makes my blood boil when they do that i just i just want to yeah. reach yeah. i just want to reach into the screen 
and then you know put one foot up in the studio and go punch him in the nose like your dad did uh, <laughs> you know, and the, you know, i must stress he's he's not proud of that but it, at the time that's what you did you know? well you know that's you know we we were we were talking off air uh beforehand we were talking about weather and how, you know, how much snow we get mm. here and it, it this has been at least a decade ago because this car i've been driven this car for a long time but we had one day where we had, you know, we had, everything had a really thick sheet of ice on it, maybe uh, a quarter of an inch, if not a little bit thicker. So the windshield, the windscreen mm -hmm. of my car is covered with ice. So, you know, I started the car to try to get it to heat it up and, and get the, uh, the ice to melt a little bit, but then I'm, I'm trying to use the scraper on it to scrape the ice off. It's not working well. So I started tapping it with my fist to try to crack the ice and that sort of thing. And I, I know this gets, I punched right through the windshield. I punched a hole in the windshield. So, so for, for, you know, I, I, and I have mixed feelings about it. Cause I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you idiot, you punched a hole in your windscreen. And then I'm also thinking to myself, yeah, wow, you punched a hole in your windscreen. You're strong. <laughs> Because that's pretty solid glass right there. So yeah, that was it uh, is. yeah, that was yeah. a couple hundred dollars wow. to get that fixed for that that dumb yeah, mistake yeah. on my part. But uh, so, yeah, my, so you're telling my, me you have you have rage issues? That's what you're telling me. No, I just <laughs> I had ice issues that day. Uh, <laughs> no, I you know as far as that goes, I tend to uh, I don't I don't know if I have rage. I don't think I have rage issues. But I, no, I when 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 dumb things happen, you know, big yeah. things that ha big things that happen. You can't prevent those kinds of things, but when dumb things happen, no. you know you, you you drop you drop a piece of toast on on the floor, butter <laughs> side butter side down, you know that's yeah. where, that's where I'll you know I'll 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 toss out a couple you know well timed expletives, and it's kind yes. of like a, it's kind of like a pressure release valve, and it's over. It is. Yeah, it it's is. kind of yes, it's kind of how I relieve right. that situation, and it you know something exactly. my wife always gives me a hard time about. And I said, hey, I'm I'm fine. I just, you know, I, I have one word. I'm not going to say it here because I don't want to mark the, this episode explicit. But I have one word that is really like a combination of four words that I that all come out together. Okay. And then it's yes. And then I'm then I'm good. You know, I, yeah, I've yes. gotten out and I'm yes. and I'm fine. And it's uh yes. I'm relaxed. No, I'm I've reached my yes. zen, I've reached my zen moment at that point in time. Then, uh, <laughs> I'm like that uh, watching. I'm reasonably quiet at the game, but if I watch it on TV. I guess because I'm comfortable in my own mouth room, I tend to swear a lot and yell at the TV, which yeah. is ridiculous, you know, as if they can hear me or change anything. But it feels better at the time. Well, yeah, it does feel better. If it makes you, if it makes you feel better, then you do it. Then yeah. So, and you said up until what last year, your dad was still going to the games. Yes. Yeah, he went okay. to one game, I think last year. But then, yeah, his knees uh, uh, are getting. Uh, he has some arthritis in them, so he's, he's finding it difficult to walk any long distance, and he certainly wouldn't go in a wheelchair or anything like that. And not that he needs one per se, but um, yeah. So he decided, no, that's 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 enough. Okay. But he's been coming with me since, well, basically, basically since we started the, the club started. But when Mum passed in '09, yeah, he's been coming to every game with me. Okay. So it's been it's been really been good. It's been it's been a great time. So when you when you go to the grounds, and when you you know when yep. you're going to the grounds, uh, what is the must have food items that you have when you're when you go to the game? What what is it you have to get? 
Actually, I don't eat, really eat anything at the ground. Oh, Because okay. um, normally I've probably had something at home or wait till I get home. Um, generally, I, I don't drink during okay. a game or before okay. it, um, apart from, a, you know, water or Diet Coke or something. But afterwards, I enjoy a beer in the, in the bar behind where we sit, especially after a win. Yeah. It's really nice just to be sit down and, and, and then if kind you of lose, de-stress. You, if you lose, you enjoy two beers in the bar behind you where you exactly. sit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, you, you've seen me. <laughs> no, I, I just know how that works. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. And there's no, it's amazing. There's no end to uh, all the problems with the club we solve with those two beers. We've, yeah. We fix it all. Right. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've, uh, I've had a lot of people telling me about jam donuts, and you know, oh, okay. I've still not had, I've still not had an official meat pie yet. I need to, oh, I've seen, I've seen some yes. recipes for for those, so I need to try to maybe make one of those or make some of those here at home, and just see how they turn out. Look, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll see if I can send some to you. How's that? Well, I don't know how you would do that. That's a that's very a, very very poorly, I would imagine. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would. I, I I'm thinking sal, <laughs> salmonella has to kick in, kick in, and I and I, I I have a feeling whoever you know whoever would check to see you know packages coming in from overseas might not let that one in the country. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, but you know it was a risk I was willing to take. But, uh, well, there you go. That's true. Yeah. I I uh, you know there's a gentleman I talked to online here who gets a. Uh, he gets a snack box every month from a different country around the world. Gets, gets really? like yeah, wow. gets snacks sent to him. And actually, they they that company was looking for a podcast to advertise on, and I sent out a I sent out a uh, a proposal to them, but I never heard back from them. So they must oh. not be interested. They must so, not be interested in me because I'm not I'm not he, big, not big enough yet. Give it time. Uh, who's your contact to get those? Who, who sent it to to him? I mean, from uh, Czechoslovakia, for example. I'd have, whatever, what I have, I'd have to look at. I'll have to look at the name of the company again, but I, I remember. Oh, okay. I remember seeing the name when he sent the link to me from where he uh, where he buys them from, and it was. Uh, and I remember I see, I it was the exact same company that 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 sent oh, out the hey, we're looking to do some advertising. I just can't remember right. off the top of my head right now. Right. Uh, no, no, but, that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, they Not do. Uh, doing they it, do yeah. uh, international. They they'll ship stuff all over the world. And it's you know it's like you know, it's like prepackaged like chips and cookies and yeah, candies yeah, and that yeah, type I of see. thing yeah I yeah see. that's not, yeah 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 they're not uh, it's and 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 he seems to you know he seems to really enjoy it and he and and he he'll he'll share the pictures of what has shown up uh, each month on on social media so it's kind of cool to to see that uh, yeah yeah food at the game for me is yeah not it's okay quality but that's all it is yeah. you know. Um, and there's not generally the range. Well, I've been to uh, a baseball game and a ice hockey game in the states, okay. and the the range of things you have there is far greater um, than uh, we have mo- most of our stadiums. It's, you know, which is pies, amazing. Hamburgers, chips. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Which know? is which is amazing because you know all, all Americans are in such fantastic physical shape. I'm a pri- <laughs> I'm a, I am a prime example of that. Uh, it's, well, it's, you know, people people you know. ask why I started, you know, why I started following footy. I said, well, it's because kind of I'm shaped like a ball. 
<laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, no, it's no, I, I'm not kidding about that. Uh, so, you know, who do you think is going to be the biggest surprise for your club this year? Who's going to be, who's going to be somebody that's going to, that, that you're going to go at the end of the year? I wasn't expecting that. I think if the uh, games, the very little exposure we've had so far, uh, Lloyd Meek, our basically backup Ruckman, a young Ruckman who, if he plays on uh, next weekend, which I think he will, it'll be his official debut. Yeah, he, he's, he's in the uh, he very he very much a surprise to me. He's very uh, agile, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I thought he was like. He's a big, very big man, and I yeah, thought, well, you know, 111, 111 kilos. He's he's a solid, yeah, guy. and two two hundred and three, I think, yeah, two hundred and four yeah. centimeters. Um, but he's very, it seems to be very agile for his size. Um, so I'm actually he surprised me, and um, so I think if he continues like that, we might have actually found found one there, especially with Sean Darcy, who I rate very highly. But yeah. it seems to be quite injury prone at the moment. Um, if Floyd can stand up and continue on, we, I think we've, as I say, I think we found one there. That and that would be great if you, you know, that might lessen the impact of having lost Rory Lobb for as long as you have. Then, if he's able to step in and fill that role, correct, exactly. Yeah. And as I say, uh, Sean Darcy uh, seems to get injured a lot, um, and so and really we're very light on for Ruckman. We've only they only have the three, really, and, and Rory Lobb doesn't doesn't consider himself a ruckman. Really, he's a forward who can ruck. Yeah. So it's kind of like two and a half, and the and the moment we've got two out injured. So it's really right, right. Lloyd or or bust. Well, and this looks like, and you know, knock on wood, you haven't had the uh, the injury bug has not necessarily hit your forward line all that hard yet. But this that's kind of what what Sydney ran into last year. Where they they had so yeah. many, I mean, pretty much every one of their talls was injured last year. You know, they were playing yes. with a, they were playing yes. with a very a very small club last year. Yes, well, we're similar with our backs. Um, that's how um, Luke Ryan was playing. Basically, as a key defender, and uh, he's only that six two in your yeah. Uh, language and he was he did very very well it's all australian in the end but he was um he was forced to because we with so many tours out injured um right right so you know i I guess there is opportunity arises and and he he really he took it with both hands but yeah our history we've changed our fitness uh, medical staff um this year but okay it's still a bit of concern after that that uh pre-season game with the Eagles with still like a few calf injuries and things like that, which is a bit of a concern this too early, but hopefully we can get a good run at it. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think, you know, the club, you know, the one thing that the club does, you know, has done extraordinarily well last year is that they do a pretty good job of keeping the other club off the scoreboard, but it's just, yes. Yeah. Once they, once they figure out how to consistently get the ball, Get the ball forward, you know. And I heard yes. somebody. I heard somebody that that made a brilliant comment, as one of the most brilliant comments I've ever heard. You you don't score very many points from the defensive fifty. 
Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. So, right. so yeah, while, just... while you're holding the other club down and keeping them off the board, you've still got to be able to figure out how to get the you know, get the ball to your, to your end as well. So, yeah, and, that's right. And I think even if even if they're able to, you know, at you because know, they're a lot of their scores last year, you know, they had a lot of games that they lost that were were by just right around a goal, or maybe a goal and a oh, couple yeah. behinds that you know if, if they could figure yeah. out how to put you know you know a half a goal per quarter and i know you can't do that but you know theoretically a half a goal per quarter one goal per half addition on the board they they probably would have yeah. had another three or four wins last year yes it, it's the eternal problem though it's uh like it's call it the uh the transition from defense to offense right right uh we tend we, we've tended to and this other teams want you to do this they put pressure on so the midfielder tends to bomb the ball long, especially when yeah. you've got uh, uh, Tabernard there, who's a very good contested mark. But then the opposition know that, so they tend to double-team him. Right, right. Um, and so that's where Rory Lobb could come in. He could actually take another... He's a very good contested mark. Without him, um, it it a lot falls onto Tabernard to contest. So there's a bit of a discussion now... Um, if we're going to, how we're going to replace Lob, um, there's some talk about moving um, Brendan Cox forward again. But then the, the one, one side of the argument is that they're loath to do that because he had a breakout year last year mm-hmm. at an half back, which what he played a lot in juniors. But he has played forward and, and done okay. So yeah. we've got Pierce and uh, Hamley who are coming back from injury. Not, neither of them have really played forward. Alex Pierce a little bit, but not really a natural forward. So they could cover for Cox, but then you're moving a player who's really comfortable, really showing some signs, moving him to another position to try to cover that. Right, right. So, you know, are we really uh, upsetting two sections of the ground, <laughs> you know, to try that's to fix true. one problem or, you know... So that's that is uh, we'll we'll struggle unless someone can help Tabernard. We'll increasing the score is going to be problematic. It's going to be what, what about what about difficult. the possibility of you know trying to you know to try to see, sneak uh, Lloyd Meek down in down forward as well. Then I mean if he's if he's got that kind of size, yes. you know he should be able to yeah. he should be able to take a mark. Well, that's that's that yes in theory, but. And that might have that, that. That's what used to happen back in the day before interchange was uh, a thing. The ruckman right. would rest up forward or down okay. back. Okay. Okay. The trouble is now they because he'll be the main guy. He'll probably go to the bench to rest, have a break. Then they'll bring up maybe Josh Tracy. Okay. To for five minutes a quarter just to cover. Right, so then right. you're another tool down uh, up forward. You know. So yeah. Meeks needs to rest so he can't go forward you need to take a, a, a tool from the forward line to go in the ruck so then once again you're back at Tabernard being the only tool up there yeah so I think that's when we need probably Cox seems to be the natural one who has played forward can take a mark um, and give us another another option even just to contest and bring the ball to ground because we have quite a number of smaller players Right, right. But as I say, the opposition seem to zone off and, and head to Tabernacle because I know that's where it's going. Basically, he's the get-out kick. <laughs> so, who do you think is going to be your? And I think I know the answer to this already. But 
Who's going to be the mm-hmm. club's best and fairest this year? Look, probably Fifey. Yeah. I mean, that's an obvious thing right, to say. Right. But he look he looks in great condition again. I mean, I suppose when doesn't he? But yeah, any he, yeah, niggling yeah. injuries, is that word? Um, so <laughs> given a fair run at it, <laughs> uh, given a fair run at it, I, I, he, he, you have to say he's the favourite at this stage. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right on that one. Uh, who's your leading goal kicker this year? I'd say probably Tabernacle. Okay. Maybe okay. 30, something like that, if he stays fit. The other problem is he's, I don't think he's ever played a full season. Right, he's right. always managed to pick up some injuries, which that happens. But you know, it's it's yeah, it's difficult. That's when we start running the issues, and you think, well, if he gets injured, and he misses a few weeks. Who takes his place? You know, you know yeah. what I mean. It's 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 um, we haven't got a lot of depth up for, which has been an issue for some time, some years. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that's that's a concern, but. You can only play with what's in front of you. So at this stage, I'd say he'd be our, our him, him or Walters would be our leading goal kick. If Walters plays mainly forward, right, right, he'll he'll kick thirty on. I would yeah. think. And 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 He's I so think, clever. And I, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking at your fixture, and you know, mm-hmm. I think that that I think you have as favorable a first third of the season as you could possibly ask for, you know, you've got, you've yeah. got some, you've got, yeah. you're starting off with, you know, with three clubs who are likely going to be competing to, to, to maybe be towards the yeah. bottom of the eight to make finals. But, you know, they're, you know, with, with, yeah. uh, with Melbourne and with uh, GWS and with Carlton, but then you've got, you know, you've yeah. got a rebuilding Hawks side. You've got an Adelaide yeah. club that, that is, you know, I think is going to improve. And yes. if they improve, you know, last year that club played hard week in and week out. I mean, they, yeah, they were exactly. they were a tough club to play, even though they didn't win a lot of games. Okay. Yeah. And then you've got then you've got north yeah. after that. I mean, so you have you have six you have yeah. six games that could possibly put you on a really good path towards the rest of the season, then. Yes. Look, <laughs> on paper, that's that, yeah. that yeah. would lend to you would think that, but then as we know sides exceed expectations right. or and or so they don't where yes. you might have exactly where you might have looked at someone and thought oh they won't do much this year and then they improve i mean you know adelaide's it won't it's never an easy game against right. adelaide um but, uh, over the years it certainly hasn't been for us so yeah I, I think yeah there's room for optimism there but yeah who who knows that you can turn on a dime like that last weekend with Walters and Lobb and Banfield and Crowden and all out is it just it just seems to flick a finger and the whole world's turned upside down almost yeah. so well yeah well I I don't hope I don't again I don't think I should mention how you close out the season though the the last the last no. yeah the last six <laughs> rounds with you know Geelong Sydney Richmond Brisbane West Coast and St Kilda I mean that that is a uh, yeah that that is an abattoir right there that you have to you have to run that gauntlet right there. That is wow. As yes, as, as favorable yeah. as the first half or the first six games are, those last six games are yeah. That's just going to be tough. 
that's going to be tough. And you, you've got, yeah, I mean, obviously. Go ahead. I was going to say, obviously, obviously uh, DeLong are easy beats, so that'll be easy. But the other five <laughs> games won't be. <laughs> I wish, I wish. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, you know. it's, I mean, that's it. And that time of year, you know, with a young team, full, full, uh, full length games, you know, it, it can get very tiring at the end of the year too. It's a. So yeah, it'll, it'll 15, be a challenge. And fifteen sure. fewer, fifteen fewer interchanges, or fifteen fewer rotations. Yes, that's yeah. true. Yes, that's, so that's right. But we you know that's where will have an effect. That's where a young team might be okay though, because maybe those younger legs might have a little bit more energy in them. That's where I, you know, that's where I worry Look, about, you know, the possibly. club I support. That's why I worry about Geelong. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I don't I don't think they're going to be, as I've mentioned in, on another episode, I don't think that they're, you know, while they may be, you know, rotating people in and out during the course of the game, I think you're going to, I think they're going to, they're going to probably just be rotating players for entire games. You know, you know, Tom Hawkins, you're yeah. taking this week off. Patty, you're taking this week off. Joel Selwood, you're off this week. And, you know, yeah. and that may, I, that may I, hurt them on the, on the ladder though. Possibly. Look, it, it, it obviously may, but I think because of the depth they have, albeit older players, they can, they can probably afford to do that. Right. They can, um, uh, you know, they can rest them and then have them all pretty well cheery right for the finals. Yeah. So I'm, I'm quietly confident with, for your point of view, I think Geelong are going to be very close. But you would think, they're they're approaching the cliff. You would think you can't go on um, topping up, you know. So you'd you'd want want to win the flag, I think, pretty soon. Right, right. I think you're exactly right there. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah. Like I said, I still I still think Frio is going to have a, a a pretty decent year overall. I I have them tipped to make finals, but who do you? Yeah. Who do you have in the top four this year? Who do you think are going to be in the top four? Well, uh, I think you have to you have to look at obviously you can't go past Richmond, right? Right. I think uh, Geelong, Brisbane should be, and I think the Eagles will be around that mark as well. Okay. Uh, I think that they've got a they they're also having a, a slightly aging list, so this is maybe their last real go for a little while. Yeah. But yeah. I think if they can stay fit, Nick Nack can stay fit and Josh Josh Kennedy and so forth, mm-hmm. they'll give it a shake. Especially in they'll, they'll win vast majority of their games in Perth. And so that sets you up. Yeah. Obviously that's true. That's true. For a make in the eight. You know, they'd have to win a few on the road and you're there. So yeah. I would say they're around that top four mark. And you know I you know, I, I failed to mention this earlier, but, you know, looking at the games that you're, you, the clubs you're playing twice, I mean, you've got West Coast, of course, so that's the, that's the hometown rivalry, if yeah. you will. But, you know, you've got, yeah. you've got Brisbane, which is going to be a tough draw twice. You've got Carlton, yes. yeah. Carlton, which could be a tough draw, but, you know, they, they, well, could, they could rise or they could, <laughs> they could stagnate again. Yes, I, I think they're in, they're one of our main competitors for that. Right, lower right. eight, yeah, or round round the mark. Look, they're they're due to pop. They, they 
you know, if if they don't, if they don't make, you know, they're a similar position to us. If they don't kind of look like they're going somewhere this year, well, uh-huh. you start thinking, well, when are they going to? Right, they, right. They've, they've been well, building for longer than we have, I think. And, and and who knows? Maybe next year, Pat Patrick Cripps is wearing purple. <laughs> maybe, maybe he can. Maybe he comes. Maybe he comes back west. Well, well, that is a possibility. Well, yes. Uh, in, in some way, it'd be obviously great to have to have to have him. Um, yeah. He's from he's from East Fremantle too, so he played for East Fremantle, so he'd be back home. But I I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. To be honest with you. Um, and yeah, I'm. We've got after the great white hope many times over the yeah. years. Fremantle, I, I like what we're doing, building okay. from within, drafting our own. Right, right. And I'll be happy if we just keep on doing that. There drafting quality kids. And I, I think you can't go wrong if you do that. No, I think you're right there. And then you've got you've got Hawthorne and Sydney also that you're doubling up with. So there's yeah. you know, Sydney's gonna Sydney's gonna be a, a, a tough club this year as well, but I oh, you know they're yeah. still they're still not quite yet there back to where they have been before. You know, they're no, still ways away. Always difficult to beat in Sydney. Always very difficult there. Yeah, but then you um, still, you, know, you got Clarko and Hawthorne yet, so you know, his yeah, talent his talent may be down, but you know he still is a really good coach. Oh, he's, yes, yeah, yeah. His record shown that hasn't it? But right, right. Uh, I mean, that that's the thing. You there's banana peels all over the place. You know that that's what makes it a good competition on any yeah. given day. Right, right. Someone can beat anyone. You know, right in the right circumstances. So. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's too many games we'll be going in saying, oh, we've got this one before we start, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, you know, we've still, we've still got to prove ourselves. We've got to still earn our stripes. Right. So who do you see taking the wooden spoon this year? I think North. Okay. Probably. I, you know, um, you, were, you yeah. are not alone. If, if, if you've listened to multiple episodes of these, I yeah. apologize to Rue supporters, but you've been a very popular choice oh, in, no, that, in that. But yeah, look, yeah, and, and I mean, I'm I think sure you're the, right. Quite frankly, uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, I think the North supporters would would probably think so. And that's, but I mean, in my opinion, they're doing the right thing now. They're they're getting as many young players in as they can, and they sound look like they've got a a good coach in Noble, right? So you know, they'll they'll come good. It's just you have to take your your lumps. Yep. So, I mean, there's always the argument. And I don't know if American sport, because we basically copied the draft, you know, that when you mid finish mid-table or thereabouts a lot, you don't get the cream of the the crop of the draft, generally speaking, unless you recruit very well. So it's hard to break out of that, where sometimes you actually do bottom out. Right, right. You do get access to the, in theory anyway, the, the top-end talent. And it's easier to rebuild and bounce back again. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I think I think North will they'll go through a few tough tough seasons, but then they'll, they'll be okay. Okay. Now I had a uh, I had a couple of other questions that I have for you here that are going to mm-hmm. require some expertise on your part. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I put together. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't even, let's see. I've got five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I have ten Fremantle trivia questions here. Here, I'll even oh, hold God, them. I'll, I will even hold them up to you on the screen so you can see them right now. See, can you see them? Can you read the answers there? 
You got them? Oh, I can see them. written. I, I, what, I can't read them. Well, it's because I'm holding it. That's because I'm holding it way back here. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Now let me ask you before I ask one of the questions here. Uh, do you do the super coach mm-hmm. stuff online? No, I, okay. I have done, but basically I, I found that I'm pretty much disinterested in any, any other club. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, so I, I can't be bothered. I will cross that question off then. I will not ask you that question. Okay. Because that que- that question was asking who the top three scorers were for the for the Dockers in 2020. And uh, it would have been no uh, idea. Yeah, it would have been Luke Ryan, Andrew Brayshaw, and uh, Nat Fife would have been the answers there for that one. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Right. So uh so your first question. Who led the club in total disposals in 2020? Ooh. Andy Brayshaw? That is right. Andy Brayshaw, yes. Andy Brayshaw. Yep. Okay. So you're one for one. And I'm not a stats man, to be honest. So this is all just educating guesses. I will tell you, that was really, well, okay, there are some other stats here, but uh, they're ones that I think you'll probably will know. Who was Uh the first ever team captain for the Dockers? Oh, Ben Allen. There you go. Two for two. Yeah. Two for two. So you're, you're oh, telling yes. me I didn't write very like tough questions. Quite clear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. no, no. I'm just very sharp. That's that's all. You, you, okay. you had to know that. There you go. <laughs> Who wrote Frio Heave Ho? Who wrote the song? Oh, uh, Ken, is it Ken Walters? Yes, Ken? it is. He wrote, the, yeah, he wrote the Eagles song as well. Oh, he did. <laughs> well, that that's not fair. Yeah. He can't write both of them. I know. Oh, wow. Yeah, you can. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Oh. And uh, on that, I I think the club. I've never said this at the club, but if we after a game, we should sing the second verse, which is where the rollers, where the rockers, with mighty Frio dockers, we'll roll them and we'll rock them and we'll send it to the bottom. If uh, we never, I can't remember. We'll keep on going anyway. Then it goes to the Frio way to go. Yeah, that sounds a lot more than just Frio way to go, repeated twice. Right, right, right. That's an aside. That's the. Okay, here's your next one. Who kicked the most goals in a single game for the Dockers? Uh, Tony Modra. And you remember how many that was? I think he kicked 10, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. Against Melbourne, the MCG. Round 10, 1999. <laughs> yeah. Yep, against the Ds. I actually have that highlighted here as well. Yes. Okay. After Matthew Pavlich, who has kicked the most mm-hmm. goals in the history of the Dockers? So basically, who's number two on the list? Well, I think Botra would be. He is not. Uh, then, is it Clive Waterhouse? Or Bob? No, sir. Oh. Second one. And, and it's not Walters. It is Walters. Oh, no. oh there you go. Yes. <laughs> I was now, gonna get I was gonna the whole team. But... Uh what you said Clive Waterhouse, he had a <laughs> yes, he had 178. And right. uh Michael no, Walters two se- Michael Walters 276. Yes, yes, yep. so I'm actually and Mod and Modra would have been. So Modra was one, and then Modra was one forty-eight. Uh, yeah, okay. of course. Uh, yeah, of course. Number three, number three on the list 
Number three on the list is Hayden Ballantyne. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yep. All right. Yeah, so, so, which club have the Dockers defeated the most times in their history? Ooh. Hmm. Is it? Is it Carlton? It is not. Uh. Uh-uh. Um, Melbourne? <laughs> Melbourne. Just, yes. Melbourne. 23 yeah. times. 23 wow. times. Now, wow. here's the flip. Here's the other side of that coin. Who has beaten the Dockers the uh, most times? Hawthorne, I would believe. No, sir. Not the Eagles, then. Yes. 31 okay. times. Uh, okay. Yep. Yeah, we seem to never beat. Yeah, I suppose because we play Eagles twice, but we, yeah, we, we'd uh, rarely beat Hawthorne over over the years. Well, there were, the there, were, there were a lot of years where not many teams did do that. <laughs> yeah. True, yeah. true, true. <laughs> Who is currently the oldest player on the list? David Mundy. There you go. Yes, thirty-five years and seven months. Yes, he's amazing. Okay. Now here's an either-or question here for you. Mm-hmm. Who who has kicked the most goals for the Dockers in their career between these two gentlemen, Justin mm-hmm. Longmuir or Nat Fife? Oh, that's a trick question. I I would have said Nat, but I'll say Justin because that seems like an unusual one to throw in. He has. Well, I put him in there because he's a coach. Yeah. So, and yes. I actually, I actually, it's uh, yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah. True. But just Justin Longmuir had 166 goals. And Nat Fife currently has 158. So that, that question will likely right. change answers uh, yes, this I'm, time next I'm year. I'm confident that yeah. will change. Yep. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think Justin will kick too many more now. But... No, he probably – I don't think that's against the rules. Yeah, that's not uh, – Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they frown upon that. So, uh, it'd be well, handy to have back. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Maybe it's not against the rules, and they thought they had a better shot of him doing that than Ross Lyon. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, now this is, I, I did a little reading and I ran across this here and maybe this is this question is completely off target here, but mm-hmm. who became the Dockers' number one ticket holder in 2016? Uh, Richard Wally. Wow, impressive. <laughs> Imp- you, you uh, I think you got, uh, well, except for the, the Michael Walters question and yeah. uh, the who beat who beat who the most, you got every yeah, other so, one. So, well, tends to say most of the the stats ones I don't tend to really focus on too much. You yeah, know? that um, was one uh, reason I don't like Supercoach. <laughs> yeah, that was that's impressive. I, I'm that might be the best result that I've had on any of the uh, the the clubs ah. so far coming on here. You only missed two questions, then, so that's two out of. I think that's a that's an A minus. I think. Oh well, thanks. Okay, it's, uh, it gets it's an my, A minus. It's my, it's my superpower. It's the only one I've got. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so yeah, it's. Uh, I think we covered pretty much everything that we needed to get into here. You know, we've. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I I think we covered everything. I think this was a great conversation to get your thoughts on the Eagles and the stuff that we talked about that these folks aren't going to hear about. I thought yeah. that was a heck of a lot of fun as well. 
Uh, it was. I enjoyed yeah. it very much. So. Yeah, I, I, I kind of wish I would have just... recorded that because we probably could have added a couple snippets. We could have mixed a couple things in there that would have fit. Uh, but uh, yeah, there was some. Well, I may comp compliment you on. Um, I'm so thrilled to see someone in the US take your footy like you have and, um, well, thank you. and thank show you. such an interest and, and an understanding of it. You've really. You, you, when I listen to you, you, you think about what you're saying, and you've obviously done some research. So I'm impressed. And I, I need, I need to do more. I mean, I am, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty whatever I'm talking about. I'm pretty good about that at about that issue in that moment. But if somebody yeah, was to yeah. ask me, you know, if if I'm talking, if it's the alphabet, and somebody's asking, you know, if I'm talking about the letter M, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. But if somebody asks me about the letter L. I'm going. Wait a minute. I got to go. Let me go look at L here real quick before I come back and talk to you there. But, but I'm, you know, I'm at least that's I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to you know continue the interest in it, and I'm trying to you know I'm trying to get people here interested in it as well. Yeah. And and and, and you know even though you know over sixty percent of the people that listen are in Australia, you know yeah. Part part of me is just is also trying to just to, to let the folks in Australia realize that that there are a lot of supporters of this game in this country as well. Yes. Okay? And, yes and yeah. It's been interesting. I actually have had this week and I, I had seven, I had 17 people or 17 different episodes listened to of the podcast from somebody in North Dakota. North Dakota wow. is not a very heavily populated state at all. No. Yeah. So no. I'm, I'm, if you're listening from North Dakota, thank you for, uh, for, for tuning in. I truly appreciate it. That's been, it's been wonderful to see that pop it up on my, on my uh, statistics there. Cause I, you know, I'm pretty thrilled about that. I've got, uh, I still have seven States where somebody has not turned in yet or tuned in yet. So still trying to get all 50, just to say I, all 50 have, have listened in, but then 34 countries right now too. So. Wow. That's no, it's yeah. credit, I had, credit to your efforts and I had somebody, your enthusiasm. somebody from China tuned in a couple of days ago. So that's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not, so. not President Z. Uh, I doubt it. It might have been him though. But I'm, <laughs> I, you know what? I'm. If if I was to if I was to venture a guess, I'm going to guess, mm -hmm. and I'm, maybe this person will reach out and 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 tell me who they are. But I'm going to guess that it's maybe an Australian expat that's working in China. Yeah. yeah okay. Quite possibly. Quite that would possibly. probably yeah. be my guess. So I think I'll that's probably my version. Yeah, well, maybe it's the president of the, of the country as well. That's, I'd love to have him on for an interview as well to talk about you know the the Port Adelaide games in Shanghai yeah. and whether or not those yes, will continue. Yeah. So, ah, yeah. uh, yes, I don't think so. But no, I, I, but think, no, you've, I, you've done a wonderful job. Well, thank you. I think the next games like that are might end up being in Mumbai. Quite frankly. Oh really? Well, I wow. I mean, I I think that you know that. Uh, you know, with what we talked about off air, maybe that's uh, mm -hmm. maybe that's more likely to happen now. Yes, maybe. Yes, yes I think you might be right. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> because there was supposed to be there was supposed to be a game for points this year. The, the round one game this year, uh, GWS and Essendon was supposed to be in Los Angeles this year before COVID happened. All right, they announced that last year before uh, COVID. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. Well, it's long been my theory that. Um, or my hypothesis that you don't need to uh, try to convince the world to play the game. Just get them to watch it. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
like well that's that's true but job on what you get and become involved that way you know that's true but there's also you know there's a pretty wide variance of people around the world that are playing the game oh yes yes yeah. oh, and that's fantastic yeah um but it is obviously difficult that the ovals aren't available you know so you you know the the people who do play doing a great job and that's a wonderful way but i suppose my point is rather than try to convert everyone to be playing the game right right just enjoy it you know get everyone to watch it and then the rest will flow on you know but yeah anyway, that's true that's true that, that's yeah. my platform i've can i have uh i've kind of uh i don't want to say converted but uh one person for sure has become a uh supporter of the game uh somebody that i work with uh actually my boss has uh has become an Essendon supporter uh and in fact oh, okay. i have uh i just ordered a couple new stickers and i just picked up a new i picked up a new Essendon sticker to drop off with him on monday oh, so yes. yeah so i'll get that to him uh so he can put that on his car or on his computer or whatever the case may be but yeah uh ladies and gents i i want to yeah, thank uh, Glenn Subert for coming on tonight. This has been a uh, a literally a three hour discussion that uh, is going to turn into about fifty minutes or so once we're all said and done because we've only recorded about an hour of it, and we'll take a couple things out because uh, I was coughing in a couple spots. So I'm going to need to clean that up. But Glenn, I appreciate you taking time out of your Saturday morning and coming on, sir. This was an absolute joy to talk with you. Great to meet you on here. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It, it was. I enjoyed it thoroughly. It's a. Uh, it was a really great time. A way to spend some time. All Thanks so very much. And you know, best wishes to your family. Okay, but you know, and to thank, yours. Thank your thank your father for his service in the military. Okay, that was you know. That's great to hear I those shall. stories about him. And uh, and you know, it's, as you'd said, your family has a significant uh, contingency of people who have been involved in that sort of thing. And that's something you should be absolutely you know, proud of, which I'm sure you are. Thank you. Thanks, Craig. You bet. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Have a fantastic afternoon. All the best. Bye-bye. You too. And a big thanks to Glenn Subert for coming on the show. Glenn, really enjoyed talking to you, man. It was fantastic. You know, the Dockers are an up-and-coming club. You know, if they if they score enough points, I think they're definitely going to play finals this year because they're still going to be a, a pretty solid defensive club. And ladies and gents, don't forget, uh, if you'd like to sign up for the mailing list, that you get the episodes delivered to you right in your mailbox. And you get the uh, emails on the live episodes when they come on. There's a short there's a short form in the show notes. Go ahead and fill that out. You know, Check out the storefront page. Check out the Buy Me a Coffee page if you'd like to do that as well. If you've got an idea for a show or a topic, I had a great idea for a topic for some unique guests. I've not heard back from several of them as of yet, uh, but... I'm still holding out hope. One of them has already turned me down. They're not a footy fan, they said. But shoot me a DM on Twitter. Send me an email at yankonthefootygmail.com. Okay, let me know what your topic idea is or who your guest might be. Maybe you have somebody who's a significant significant contributor to the game of footy, possibly maybe at the local level or something of that nature, and you've got some, you know, you've got some contacts with them. Maybe it's you. I'd love to talk to you or I'd love to talk to them, and maybe you could be that conduit that connects me with them. That would be fantastic. I mean, my uh, most recent episode that I put out with uh, with Mr. Davis, I'm hoping that that might be able to lead to maybe some uh, 
folks that I could possibly talk to that I would not necessarily have access to. Possibly. I've not mentioned that to him yet. So if he's listening to this, this is his first time hearing that. So, you know, I might ask him if he's got some connections with the USAFL or possibly, you know, through his family, that sort of thing. But, you know, again, not something, not something I'm going to be trying to exploit or anything of that nature, but I'm always looking for great guests on the podcast, okay? Remember, you can uh, find all the episodes at yankonthefooty.podbean.com. You can also find on your favorite podcast provider. The episodes always go on the Podbean app first because it usually takes a little bit of time for them to get out to Apple Podcasts or Google uh, or Spotify or the app I use is uh, called Stitcher, and my episodes are notoriously slow getting there. I uploaded, an epi- I uploaded an episode last evening at about uh, 6 o'clock in the evening, and uh, the following morning it still was not uploaded as of yet, so the new one was not there at that point in time. I think it is now, however. Okay. Now that you've listened, I'd love it if you'd consider giving me a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. It lets me know how, how you think I'm doing. I mean, of course, you can do that in an email. You can send me a DM and say, hey, love what you're doing. Hey, maybe you should try doing this instead or... Or whatever the case may be. Okay, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. But it lets the podcast hosts know what you think. It might help to trigger the uh, algorithm a little bit. Maybe get me a little bit more exposure. Okay. And remember, you can reach me at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. Or like I said, at, at, on Twitter at yank underscore on. As well as on Facebook and Instagram and the yank on the footy. Uh, I do look at Instagram. I know there's like a direct message thing on there. I'm not really good at that one. I don't always notice when there are messages there. That's not something that I go on very often you know, in terms of looking for those types of messages. I do post every episode on Instagram, but I don't always go there looking for conversational stuff. So you're, you're much better off trying to find me on Facebook or on Twitter or through email. Now, folks, by the time you listen to this, round one is going to likely be underway. Okay? And I saw somebody on Twitter today uh, post that they were not all that excited about the upcoming season. And I I feel bad for them. I'm not going to say who they are. I, I feel bad for them because, uh, you know, let's be honest, footy kind of went through hell last year. We all have. With COVID and all of this, and I'm going to use a technical term here, all of this shit that went on, we've muddled through this. We're coming out the other side of this. You know, some of you are getting your vaccines. I'm getting the second dose of my vaccine in three days. Uh, my wife is getting hers in about a week and a half. My son, I believe, is getting his. My daughter is getting hers at school. It's starting to happen here. I believe it's starting to happen in Australia as well and other parts of the world. We're starting to come out of this. And we're going to start to have, you know, a lot more of those societal freedoms that we've missed what is it? What they say? It's been like 580 days or something like that since a game had been played at the MCG. That doesn't seem like. I guess it does seem correct because the last time that they had played there was what round one or something like that uh, of of 2020. I mean, I'd have to go back and actually see when the last game was. It was at the MCG, but that 500 plus day thing seemed like a really long time. Uh, but it's back. They're going to be playing. Right as I'm getting ready to get up for work tomorrow morning. And uh, unfortunately, if you're listening here in the U.S., according to what I uh, gleaned off of the afana.com website, and I uh, love the job that, that everybody's doing over there. They're, they're trying to keep tabs on the negotiations between uh, Fox Sports here in the United States and the AFL. So far, 
they have not reached any kind of a decision to air any games on free television here. So FS1, FS2, it's looking right now like there are not any games scheduled at this moment in time. So if you want to watch footy this year, your best bet is to get to watch AFL app through Afana, where they get a little bit of cut, a little bit of a cut to help keep their organization afloat, or get it through the USAFL, where they get a little bit of a cut to keep that organization up and running. Or if you have a club that you are a supporter of, get that membership through your club. Okay, that international membership through your club, so you can watch that on there. You can, and again, you can watch it on your computer. You can send it through to your uh, if you've got a. Uh, Chromecast device or something of that nature, okay? Or maybe you have an, you know, uh, a television that has Wi-Fi already built into it. You can, you know, you can go ahead and log right into it and watch it right there on the television. I'm, I'm hoping that uh, that the AFL sees enough growth in watch AFL app sales that they go ahead and actually create an app for the Roku. That would, to me, be just so fantastic to be able to just have the, the Watch AFL app integrated right into the Roku, okay? Instead of, you know, I, I run my stuff right now through a, uh, a Chromebook with an adapter uh, through an HDMI cable. It's how I'm going ahead and putting my, my programs that I'm watching on my television. Uh, I do the same thing if I'm watching a game at school, which I will be tomorrow morning. I'll be watching the, uh, the Tigers and the, uh, the Blues at school tomorrow morning as the school day begins. My kids all have a test tomorrow, so uh, they're not going to like me about that. But hey, folks, thanks for tuning in. The season's here, okay? Remember, we're fans of our, our clubs. We love our clubs. But keep in mind, we all love our teams. We, all, you know, we, we, can, we can certainly have that, uh, that rivalry with the other clubs, okay? But I can tell you, from personal experience, I've met great people who are supporters of all 18 clubs. I've met a couple knuckleheads, for, you know, and I've talked to a couple knuckleheads from, from some clubs also, but just about every single person I've talked to who's a footy supporter for whatever club it happens to be have been absolutely wonderful people, have been decent people, have been kind people. Okay? Be decent to one another. Yeah, go ahead and boo your opponents. But, you know, keep in mind, they're, they're people too. Yes, we, we're paying our money. I can scream at the television. I know they can't hear me. But uh, just just be nice to one another. And, folks, we're, we're fans of this game, and, and, uh, and, and it's what we love. And I have one thing to say to you, and you know what it is. Folks, may your dribble kick never hit the post. Until next time, I will catch you later. This has been episode number 85 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on or at yankonthefootygmail.com. You can find me on Instagram and on Facebook at yankonthefooty. Thanks for listening, and please share a link to this episode with your friends and family. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, goodbye, and welcome back, footy. Welcome back. Oh,
Triple M Gippsland. It's 6.39 for your Thursday. Footy back tonight. Everyone's pumped. It is 13 degrees at the moment. 25 uh, our top today. Mostly sunny. I mean, it's a good day for football, isn't it? And uh, I have been doing all my research, trying to learn as much as I can about AFL. I'm, I want to be into it. I'm getting into it. Uh, I've picked my team. Gold Coast Suns. Yeah, I know. Uh, don't judge. It's where I'm from. Uh, and I have also come across other people who are learning about AFL. None other than this man who I met randomly uh, in a Facebook group about podcasts. He has a podcast. It's called A Yank on the Footy. Uh, I thoroughly recommend it. I've learnt loads from it and uh, I have the pleasure now of having him on the show. His name is Craig Wessels. Craig, good morning. Thank you so much for talking to me. Whereabouts in America are you calling from today? I am in Sandusky, Ohio. Thank you, Anna, for having me on. That's my pleasure. Thank you. And now tell me, how did you stumble across in Ohio, stumble across AFL? Well, I work as a public address announcer, and on uh, game nights when I just come up from games, there would be one game a week on television. And I settled in, started watching the games, kind of became more and more enamored with it. And it just was it was just fascinating, the, you know, the speed of it, just the size of the of the the oval, just the, the sheer volume of players out there. It's just a, it's a fascinating game, and uh, I just it's just it's tremendous. And I, <laughs> I fell in love with it, and it took me a while to it took me a while to figure out which club I wanted to support. But I, after about a year, I nailed that down. Yeah, and you've decided to become a cat yeah. supporter. Tell us why you went with I, the cats. I'm a cat supporter. Well, it actually. Before I knew who all the players were, I didn't know that Patrick Dangerfield was Patrick Dangerfield, that sort of thing. There was a player that uh, I was watching. He's now with the Brisbane Lions, Nakaya Cockatoo, who just was like a bull in China shop. And he reminded me a little bit of an, like an NFL player. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed watching the way he played the game. And this was back in 2017. And I really just fell in love with the way he played the game. And he kind of drew me to the cat. Okay. I was looking for kind of like a small-town team to support. Yeah, I love that. Now, you have become, I mean, not just a supporter, but, uh, I mean, an AFL obsessive, I think we can go so far as to say. Oh, yeah. And on your podcast, you're now actually connecting with uh, lots of Aussies, lots of people that are part of the game. You've had some great interviews. Uh, Tell me, um, what what are your thoughts about this current season? Obviously, now the fixtures are out. Um, We're about to get going again for a new season out of covid uh, have you got any uh, tips, perhaps, for who you think might be um, well, doing well this year? I uh, the Cats better do well because they pushed <laughs> all their chips on the table. Uh, you know, I you have to beat you have to beat the king to be the king. So you have to beat the Tigers. They are you know they are they're the champions until somebody knocks them off. Yeah. You know, I think Port Adelaide's going to be up there again. I think Brisbane's going to be up there again. Even having lost uh, Cam Raider to a knee, knee injury. I mean, those are the, the teams I have in the top four. So okay, and yeah, but I, yeah. how many Americans have you convinced to start watching AFL? Uh, well, personally, a couple, but <laughs> uh, you know, I've got, I've got, I've got hundreds of them that are listening here in the states. I mean, you know, I, on my podcast, I described the game initially as kind of a combination of American football, rugby, soccer, cross country, running, volleyball, mixed martial arts, and calculus. Oh wow! And I just thought, <laughs> yeah, I mean. And it just it, it envelops so many different types of things. It's just it's just a wonderful game, and I and I absolutely love it, and love talking about it, and love meeting new you know people, Australians, that sort of thing, uh, who want to talk about the game as well. 
Oh, look, I can hear the passion in your voice for it. Um, I wish I could talk to you longer about it. I think I will have you on again throughout the season. Uh, but, uh, Craig, thank you so much. From Ohio, a yank on the footy. Go and listen to Craig's podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's great for people that, you know, know everything about AFL. Also, people like me that know nothing about AFL. You're going to find something uh, entertaining <laughs> and interesting. Uh, so yeah. good to have you on, Craig. I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks so much, Anne. I appreciate it. Pleasure. So, all right, if you want to get in touch with Craig, you can do so via Twitter. Uh, he is Yank, Y-A-N-K underscore on. Yank on. So uh, hit him up, have a listen to his podcast, Yank on the Footy. It is all about the footy here today at Gippsland's Triple M Breakfast.